0: Welcome to The Alchemy of Business Show with your host, Steve Rogers. The Alchemy of Business Show is a podcast that mixes practical, actionable business solutions with soulful insights for anyone seeking deeper meaning in their lives and greater success in their work. Steve will be featuring purpose-driven leaders from all walks of life and getting insight into their journeys from failures to triumphs. So tune in to Transition, transform, and evolve in every dimension of your business and life. And now your host of the Alchemy of Business show, Steve Rogers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alchemy of Business podcast
1: video show. I'm so glad you joined us today, whether you're listening in on your headphones or you might be watching this somewhere on a mobile device or on Roku or wherever you might be checking us out. I'm honored that you're here. I am so excited about our guest today on our show, we have a phenomenal friend and talent and entrepreneur and business man with me today that I'm going to tell you about in a minute, but we are going to be talking about what the show is about today, which is wiser decisions people are making, also finding ways to make more profit and finding higher purpose. So my goal is to bring guests and other thought leaders and people that are doing this in their lives every day. And I can't think of a better person uh, to bring on the show and talk about this, but Mr. Patrick Combs. Patrick really walks his talk in all of this, and he is phenomenal. You're going to learn about him. He is, talk about talented. This is a a guy who's one of the only people that can say that he's actually been um, created, produced, and done a one-man show that he took across the globe, actually. He's also been noted and voted into the Speaker National Hall of Fame. He is a multi-series author and writes with humor, writes with heart, and also writes about really relevant topics. He has sold hundreds of thousands of books. He also is running something called Bliss Champions, uh, one of his latest projects. And he's got a lot of other things that he's going to be talking about today. So Patrick is also a father. Uh, he's a phenomenal person, and everyone that meets Patrick loves Patrick. And today, you're going to love Patrick, when you get done hearing about his story. So, let's welcome Mr. Patrick Combs.
2: Hey, Steve. Thanks so much. Uh, let me start by saying congratulations on the audiobook version of Iggy.
1: Thank you. On thank
2: top you. of the book, I love that you did it. I love the I love the Iggy principles, and I love that you did an audiobook of it. Thanks for having me on the show. This is tremendous.
1: You're welcome, Patrick. Well, thanks for noting that. And you were one of the people that helped me get Iggy launched. It had been in my mind for years and years, and it had been on draft, and it had been (laughs) ready to launch. And for anybody that's been out there of getting ready to get ready to get ready, I was in that zone for a while. And and Patrick Patrick and his partner, Eric, uh, who you'll probably hear about here on the show, um, have something called Bliss Champsons. And it was one of the things that got me launched, Patrick. So thank you for getting Iggy launched, And for those of you that don't know what Iggy is, if you haven't heard of it, Iggy is representing inviting good in or inviting God in versus edging good out or edging God out. So I wrote a book called The Iggy Principles, and we got that on Audible, and and that's part of what's going to be also being covered in this podcast. But Patrick helped me get some of my words out of my heart and my mind onto paper and he also helped me carry the message with a phenomenal weekend event that he did to help launch the crack open of the egg to get it out. So Patrick, let's talk about cracking open some eggs if we would in your life. Um so you you have a very very interesting journey. You've been an entrepreneur before entrepreneur was even probably a word in your vocabulary. Um, I mean, I think about some of the stories that you had with your mom and your family and, and figuring out your path. Can you give us, I read a little bit about your bio, but can you give us a little bit of story? If someone says, who's Patrick? And tell us a little bit about your story. Just give us a little Reader's Digest version at the, at the moment. And then I want to dig into some of that as we move forward.
2: Well, you know, um, I think I find myself thinking the most relevant thing about my story is rec- the recognition that my single mother, who raised my brother and I on ridiculously little income, $7 an hour as a licensed practical nurse, Um, that my story starts with a great parent, you know, so raising us with very little means, but with a lot of wisdom. Uh, And my mother, I think my mother did this, gave me this phenomenal gift because she would, she would say just two things basically. Do what you love, boys. Grow up. I don't care what you do, but do what you love. And the other thing she said, Steve, is she would say, learn to work with your mind. She goes, I work with my back. Learn mm. to work with your mind. Oh, wow. You know, so this this come this coming from a, from, from a woman who got a GED education. And so my life started off in Bend, Oregon, uh, uh, you know, not <laughs> in a trailer with no role models for a career, but a very good set of instructions. And I used that simple set of instructions by the grace of God. And I followed my bliss in the first major endeavor of following my bliss was to begin writing a book. That book would go on to my astonishment to sell 150,000 copies and help guide that many or more students to figure out what is their passion and That's the one up in the corner there. Major in success and help them figure out what is. How old their
1: were you when you wrote that book? Twenty six. And then, so when your 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 mom said, "Do what you love and work with your mind," how did you go from that advice from your mom to then going, "I'm going to become an author"? Like, how did that how did that that dot get connected?
2: Well, you know the the connection of dots is real. A lot of dots, so. The, but the ones that are the major strokes is that I the closest to the point of writing that book and actually beginning was that I was 25, right? And I opened a newspaper and I already had swirling in me uh, unknown secret ambitions that I had seen another man living, another man. I had kind of been a mentee to him and he had been a he was a keynote speaker and he was crafting his own content. He hadn't published a book, but he was crafting his own content. And I opened this newspaper. I'm living in San Francisco in Portrero Hill, and this newspaper has a national news story about a young guy who wrote a book called Cheating 101, self-published it, and was selling it out of the back of his station wagon, going to college to college. And that was an electrifying, clarifying moment for me because I felt like, wow, good for him for writing a book, bad for him for selling that kind of advice, I'm going to write a book, 101 excellent things to do during college to advance your passion. And thank God I started that day. I dove in that day and I started writing a book and I, I often teach through what you recommend, you know, th- through what you referred to, Bliss Champions. You know, we teach in Bliss Champions that when you align yourself with your purpose and your bliss, Magical doors open, Providence moves too. Mighty forces come to your rescue, and this has been re- this has been repeatedly evidenced in my life throughout my career. And yeah, Steve, sure you know, a there, look, there's
1: your beginning of your careers. There, uh <laughs> there you are. When how old were you in this picture? Do you think?
2: I'm I'm 21 years old. I'm on the news in San Francisco because I was walking to work and I stopped and delivered a. Woman's baby on a sidewalk, and it oh, made Oh, I national- remember that
1: story. Yes, it I didn't realize national- you were that young, yeah. though.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's me at that age. It made national. If you're not
1: seeing this because you're on audio and you can't see it, there's a great picture of Patrick here, looking like a really happy camper with his cool glasses on, and he's saying that this is he was in the newspaper at this time, and um, and that newspaper, Patrick, led to you actually being in a lot of other newspapers in the future after that. Uh, because of other things you did, but let's go back to this baby thing. So when you, when you were on the, on on the street uh, and you were saying, Oh my God, this woman's in trouble. How did that, how did that hit you? And then what made you be the one that jumped in to help?
2: Well, it it, it hit me like seemingly it would hit every human being. Here's a person that needs help. So I don't think there's an option. You stop to help, but quite a bit of the story was, you know, caught people's attention because 12 other people, just stood 10 feet back and watched the whole time. And lots of people passed her by thinking, I'm not going to help a homeless person. So I was well, the only that's one. I mean,
1: that's what I mean. mean I, there. Yeah, for, I, I agree with you on, on that, 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 that it's the natural thing to do to jump in and help. And I don't know if that's part of someone's DNA or their makeup or their raising or their belief, but you were the one that did it. And like you said, there was 10 people that didn't. And unfortunately in life, even today in this day and age, there are people who pass by uh, a, a, every day on the street or in life or in situations and they don't help. So how how did you have that giving heart and how have you felt you've maximized it decades later?
2: Well, you have on your wall there behind you, right, wiser decisions. And I believe that the wisest decisions come from the heart. And I, I you know, in the beginning, and I remember in my 20s as I was as I was trying to articulate the conversation I was trying to have with 100,000 college students as I toured campus to campus to campus to try and encourage students to to truly value their passion as their their magnetic north. Um, I was learning what the actual, by experiential meaning, what does it mean to, quote, follow your heart? What is the sound of your heart? yes At 55 years old i'm really happy <laughs> to say that i accomplished in my life learning the difference between the ego which your book articulates so fantastically well thank you right are you edging god out the ego edges god out or are you listening are you inviting god in now for me it's in the language in, in the heart i can tell the difference between how my ego thinks so my ego thinks shallow it thinks judgmentally, it thinks fearfully, is some of the major traits. But my heart thinks connectively, it thinks It thinks lovingly, it thinks caringly, it thinks compassionately. So I think on every given day, we are offered continually in this system a choice on which advisor do we want? And so one exactly of the greatest right. decisions I've ever made in my life is getting clear I don't want the egoic advisor it knows nothing about how about how to create true peace real love and great joy
1: Wow that's powerful and Aaron uh, Aaron's on here if uh, anyone is seeing or hearing uh, another person on in a minute Aaron is uh, my engineer who's helping me run this show Aaron I think we only have about two minutes left in this segment but can you pop up um, those books again that we had for those that are visually seeing this so, Patrick's message of what he just said about coming from the heart and helping others and following which, which your voice you're going to listen to has been reflected in numerous books. And for those that are, you're seeing here, we're going to come back and talk about some of these, The Purpose Code, uh, Cash Me If You Can, Bursting, which was his last one. So please stay tuned. I want you to come back. And what you're going to find out from Mr. Patrick Holmes is not only does he know how to express heart and help people find their passion. But he's also understood how to help people find out how to monetize it. Because one of the things that is challenging as entrepreneurs or when people are trying to follow their bliss is how do you actually monetize this passion that we have or that entrepreneurs have. So stay tuned and you're going to hear about bursting and uh, bursting with passion and hopefully more abundant. So uh, everybody sign back in. We'll be back in just a few moments. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business Show. We are here with Mr. Patrick Combs, who is a serial entrepreneur, serial author, and a person who helps dreams come true. And what what do I mean by that? Well, he actually runs an organization with his partner Eric called Bliss Champions. Um, so, Patrick, I'd love to dig into this segment. This segment we were talking about in the first segment about. Uh, dressing up, showing up and, and really finding your passion and following your heart and as your mom said, work with your mind and not always your hands you've also actually done both but I want to talk about in this segment you've continued to do that and you know you never really took the corporate America path uh, but you've run businesses and you've been successful so I'd love to talk in this segment as we drill into some of the questions or topics that you'd like to bring up how are you helping or how did you personally? marry this dream of passion and shows and books into making it monetarily beneficial that you could keep doing it. And now in this day and age, how are you helping others do that? So let's talk about that alchemy of connecting those things together, please.
2: Yeah. So one of the greatest distinctions that we help people make in Bliss Champions is that your bliss, your joy, and the reason why we use the word bliss, which really is a substitute for joy or great aliveness is because Joseph Campbell gave us that fantastic set of instructions in the 1970s from his scholarly work, gathering all the stories across the globe, across all cultures the stories that share where how how human beings share the meaning of life and the map of life. So follow your bliss is an extraordinary, uh, it's extraordinary kernel of wisdom that's been cultivated by all cultures. And so you could say, oh, that means follow your joy. So in Bliss Champions, what we have to teach people is it is a false belief, limb extraordinarily limiting belief to think that some blisses can be monetized and some cannot. So what we have to remind and instruct people is any bliss, anything can be monetized. If you think you can't monetize it, then you need to increase your skill for monetization. There are different skills. Mm -hmm. Show me someone who's bad at monetization and I'll show you someone who struggles to see the money in their bliss. Show me someone who's great at monetization and I'll show you someone who can monetize anything, including their greatest joy. So my greatest example, Steve, you know, the one I learned the most from is when I decided to follow my blissful calling into theater. And the most excruciatingly difficult kind of theater there is, the one yes. that quote, theaters don't want is a <laughs> one-person show.
1: That's right. God,
2: talk about so, courage. So everybody Man. said, So everybody said you can't make money in theater. Well, you know. We have, you know, people have been giving instructions across across, you know, humanity's time on the planet forever, instructions to say things like, be bold and mighty forces will come to your rescue. When there's finally commitment, then providence moves too. What this is, is, is sages and those who've come before us and succeeded greatly before us saying the wild thing is, and I don't want people to trust me on this, I want them to experience it for themselves and become testifiers as I am. That when you align with your purpose, when you align with your greatest joy, you are, have now stepped into some kind of universe. That's right. The <laughs> that universe allows help help you by opening right. doors for you and Absolutely. help you monetize your greatest endeavor. The universe desires for you to succeed at your purpose.
1: Absolutely. So why well, you and I, and you and I have uh, in that can can we stop just one second on that? I want to go back to and show that for those who because my uh, engineer popped up your slide there, uh, Aaron. Can you pop that back up? Because in the purpose. Uh, Patrick in what you were just saying when you were sitting on the street for those of you who can't see it Patrick's sitting on a sidewalk in front of a bunch of pictures behind him and, and posters and one of them is uh man zero or man one Bank zero which is what he's talking about so this is you materializing a dream right here this picture I wish people could see it if you're on your podcast but you can't but tell me how this picture encapsulated what you just said a minute ago oh I, okay so so I'm that's 2012 i okay. I I got
2: a red carpet you know a, a red carpet VIP celebrity appearance at the greatest uh, one of the greatest theater festivals in the world. I rode in on a red carpet uh, as kind of a I don't know a hot show right. And so what if I if I look at that picture through monet, the lens of monetize, monetizing monetizing yes. your business in 2012? I'll tell you about that guy in that photo. That guy in that photo is making ten to fifteen thousand dollars per keynote speech, and he's in super high demand during the day by corporations around the world like Google. That guy in the on the on the in the evenings is doing a comedy show that's selling theaters out, you know, five hundred seat venues out, thousand seat venues at sixty dollars a ticket, making hundreds of thousands of dollars from a theater show, from a comedic theater show. And at the same time, selling books in bookstores.
1: So- Which people yeah. told you couldn't be done, which people early on said you couldn't monetize yeah. that, that. you dubbed. So how did you not listen to them? How, like, well, how did you ignore them saying this can't be done? How, how do people, cause that voice is in everyone's head sometimes themselves and they're hearing it from the world. So how did you find the tools and skills like you were talking about earlier, how did you, Patrick Combs, not succumb to that?
2: You know, I've I've learned a a kind of a little way to say it to people because it's what you really need to embrace. The only way you can fail is if you fail to convince yourself and somehow I, I succeeded to convince myself against the na- the, out, the naysayers on the outside and the self-doubts on the inside, of which I was full of. I was full of self-doubts and I had naysayers on the outside. But yet somehow it is possible for all of us to convince ourselves it is possible. So I fought the good fight and I kept convincing myself it is possible. But you, Steve, I went on one basic principle. I have always believed that mastery can be achieved through a dedicated effort. I have always believed if you can't shoot a basket, if you can't shoot a hoop, if you keep trying and you get instructions and you keep trying, you will eventually be able to dunk it. And that's just true. true.
1: That is true. Well, and what he's saying there again, it's worth underscoring. Mastery can, say it one more time, mastery can always be achieved It can through a dedicated effort. Through a dedicated effort, which is taking and learning your craft or your skill. So I, I know that you've helped your daughter in her previous quest of uh, doing shows and you have to rehearse over and over and over again. I know you're also a musician and you rehearse over and over and over again. I know when you were in the Bliss Champion stuff, you were having the participants at the end of the event practice over and over again their, uh, their story, what they were going to pitch to the group. So this skill that you have uh, and that all of us need to, to learn even more of of a mastering it, you know we 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 the people that make things look effortless whether it's a beautiful person singing or an actor it's because they've done it time and time and time again and they have this art so I, what I want to come back on the next segment is dig a little bit further in that and really talk about some of these skills we were talking about in the first segments about monetizing things and then this segment we're we're really talking here about mastery and overcoming self-doubt. So I'd love to get back in this next segment as we come back a little bit more into those topics. And then I want to jump into some uh, some uh, a fun little section on some Instagram things. But what I want to talk about, Patrick, for the group and for those that would like to come back and join us, I hope you will. We're going to talk about some of the tools of mastery, mindset, and again, monetizing your bliss, because uh, that's something we all could do more of. So come back and join us with Mr. Patrick Holmes. We'll be back in just a moment. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business. We are here talking with Mr. Patrick Combs, and one of the things we always dig to in this show is making wiser decisions and finding also ways to make more profit and become more abundant in your life, but also finding higher purpose and higher meaning in what you do. And talk about a master of doing that. Uh, Patrick's been sharing his golden nuggets here through the first two segments, but we wanna dig further in what we were talking about before. He was talking about how has he overcome the naysayers in his mind, or others outside in the world that, that were saying you couldn't monetize a show, you couldn't monetize a one-man show, you couldn't monetize theater. Um, you know, selling books. Uh, you know, how are you going to make money of that? Uh, and, and he gave us various examples as to how he's done that and at a very high level. So, Patrick, could we jump into? Um, you were talking about mastery uh, earlier, and we were also talking before that about monetization. So. Uh, In in this day and age where uh, many people, uh, including myself at times, want instant gratification. You know, we want things now. So how how do you advise people that are on a bliss path or want to be on a bliss path to monetize their bliss to have the discipline and the mindset first? And what are some of the things that you might do as far as rituals or skills or things that you've done to affect some of these things that you do well? Mindset. Uh, following your passion and then monetizing it. So I know that's a lot of impact unpack. No, fast, Steve.
2: I love it. I thank okay. you for such an elegant, profound setup, okay? I, I think there are it strikes me right now there are three things. Number one, you must get an alignment with your joy. If someone's not gonna truly actually align with what they have massive enthusiasm for, they're not in my game. They're not in the game to me. Because they've already sold themselves short and they will not summon the energy from the universe that will take them to great heights. Joy, summons, joy and purpose summon tremendous energy through you. It's actually how you bring energy to you. So number one, align. Then number two, it's so simple seemingly to me. I have never done anything or encouraged anybody to do anything that hasn't already been monetized in the world by somebody at a very high level. Ah, okay. So, for instance, when I go into speaking, yeah, I how am I going to make money? Well, I don't know. How is Tom? Pe- how is Tom Peters making sixty five thousand dollars a talk? How is Les Brown doing it? So, proof of concept is always available if you look. But when you look at the proof of concept, what you will see creates self doubt, which is yeah, but they're so incredible, and that's where wow. mastery comes in. And mm. and to me, you know, I want people to remember, and you can be too. So just the fact that I started as a very horrible speaker and I started as a very unfunny comedian and I started as a very bad writer does not eliminate me from becoming a great speaker, becoming funny and and writing a successful book.
1: Oh, I love that. Can 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 you underscore that just like 30 seconds? But it doesn't eliminate me. Did everyone hear that? Just because I'm not good at X does not eliminate me from Y. Uh, You know, and he just glossed over that for a second there because he does it it, in his sleep. But for all of us that have thought, God, I couldn't be X because I'm not there yet. And we don't have the the self-confidence to do it. And what Patrick is saying is that does not eliminate you from reaching heights that you have in your mind you want to aspire to. So thank you for bringing that up. So let's go back on that path, Patrick. Uh, But I, I, I just think that, you know, so many people don't get started because that fear holds them back so much that they they do eliminate themselves.
2: So so yes, Steve. And the primary obstacle that I that, that I experience between me and getting started and maintaining is failure. Uh, is is failure. So you know I, I hope for my children to learn to have a wonderful relationship with failure because failure is such a great teacher. All mm. I had to do to become, you know, to get to the stages I want to be at and to perform at the level that I wanted to be at is be bad at first. Mm-hmm. That's all I had to do. Now, I had to be bad for a year in theater. But after That's a long that, time to be
1: bad. Steve, <laughs> you got really
2: good? Steve, really? Steve, then I enjoyed 15 years of touring 400 shows, 80,000 audience members. So I like to tell people, you know, there are about 100 people who saw my show in the first year and they think I'm horrible. <laughs> but there are 80,000 more that think I'm one of the greatest theater shows they've ever seen.
1: And do you think so, you got that much crazy. better between one, like let's say the person saw your Uh, 50th show versus your 65th show, do you, from how you were presenting, believe you got that much better? Or do you believe that the uh, magnitude of those seeing it and someone saying they liked it to the next person, or was it a combination of both those things that changed that trajectory?
2: I went from horrendous to excellent. That's great.
1: Did you, oh, did you hear friendly. that, when he I just mean, said, you guys? You know what, I said that. He, he acknowledged both of those from things. Hor- he acknowledged I, I love that.
2: I went from horrific. My friends, after seeing me perform for 11 months, begged me to stop humiliating myself and told oh, me wow. I wasn't oh, Right to the funny. heart. They told me I wasn't funny because they cared about me. And all they could see was that I would permanently be unfunny. But wow. I I... I Fortunately, for some reason, I've never seen the logic in permanently something. If if you put effort and diligence and study into anything with, with a massive dose of willingness to fail and
1: learn from it, you can do anything. You can get good at anything. Wow, I love that. Well, he's going from horrendous to excellent and he owned both of those things. And if you could see his face for those of you that could see, you could see that he really he got that. He got that he was horrendous, but it didn't stop him. But he also knew when he got to excellent. And he wore that, he wears that badge proudly because he earned it. So I love that you own both of those places. And you were both those humans. You, 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 you were both those things, and those things can coexist. Uh, and that's kind of the polarity, right, of the yin and yang, and the and the and the quest and the 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 growth that I think higher power and God has intended for us to have that that horrendous or that pain to then pull you to the other side of what's possible on the other side of that, which is art, which is love, which is you know beauty, which is magnitude of all the things that uh, that makes your heart sing and then want to keep doing it. But you had to have some taste of you hope that that was what it tasted like on the other side to to a. Uh, to take all those arrows to the heart. I I would imagine that holding on to what possibly could be that you hoped it was good enough, allowed you to have your friends who loved you to say, Patrick, you suck, to keep going. So, you know, how did you connect those dots?
2: There's two things. I I have always, I first seen a person in the world who was living my bliss. And that is a powerful imprint. So when I saw Spalding Gray and John Leguizamo, crushing it mm. on a, it, doing a one person show. It, it was so exhilarating to my soul that that was the primary glue I would use because, you know, it's that old phrase where, where someone comes up to this piano player who just lit up uh, that, that place in New York, the, the best place in New York, uh Carnegie Hall. Yes, yes. And they go, I would give half my life to play like that. And he said, perfect, because that's how long it took me. So when I, so I encourage people, what would you give half your life to be able to do? Great. Do it.
1: Yeah. Do it. You'll start to
2: experience joyful results. They won't take half your life to start to experience joyful results, but it may take a while to figure out how do you get your hands to move on a keyboard? Yeah, Right. But the second thing, and it's so big. And I I used to say this to audiences all the time. I used to say, look, this notion that you have to believe in yourself is a half truth. Because I barely believed in myself when I started speaking. Uh, But mostly I didn't believe in myself. Mostly I was full of doubt. Mm. But there is something inside you when you are aligning with your purpose and you are aligning with your bliss. And I I know the sound of it. There's something inside you that does whisper. But you can do this eventually. But this Mm. is for you. And that's the only voice to pay attention to. So Steve, Steve, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. And the weirdest thing about after every failure and they hurt like hell, I would go home and I was crushed. And yet I would wake up the next day and something inside that
1: would whisper, you can do this. Mm. There was no yeah, evidence, but there's a whisper right. that says, I you love that. Do this. Yeah, you had that tapping on and, and to me I, I determine that as higher power energy or God. Not everyone determines it that, but that to me, when you're following your bliss or your passion and it gets tapped on your shoulder and it's a little aha moment, to me, that's God's way of saying hello. That's like a little moment that it sparks through and God says, hello, and you got it just long enough to keep you going. And other people might term that other things. And the next time I want to check to you about how you determine that. But, it, you know, Paulo Coelho wrote about that. And I know you, You, I don't know if you turned me on to this book or someone else did, but the alchemist, uh, Paulo Coelho, who writes so eloquently, and he's an awesome storyteller like you are, Patrick. But in the alchemist which is partially one of the things that motivated me on factors to name my company alchemy advisors but in that book he talks about exactly what you're saying that when when you find and identify what you want and your mind is made up the universe just conspires towards your success even in the lieu of pain and wind in your face so um, you know that's something you and I have in massive common, and I, I want to end this segment real quick on on following some of this blissful things. And we have a segment that we do that we just added in. Actually, you're one of the second people to do this, um, but it's it's called in the in the vein of my uh, Iggy principles, which is IGI. We have this called um, I don't know if you can see your screen if you're looking on a, a video device, but if you can't, it's called the three eyes instantly interesting Instagram. And what this like it, is. So we've got the three eyes, and the rules are we took a quick look at your photos on Instagram the last few weeks and we then pulled up some interesting photos without any context that we didn't look at all of the copy on it. We just looked at the photo (laughs) and then we want you to quickly tell us a quick snapshot uh, as we share this photo, what was happening in this photo at the time. So we're going to pop into this one. So I think you can see it, Patrick. It looks like a bunch of people. Uh, here uh that just had some kind of a massive experience so what's this photo here uh with you guys that looks like a very awesome place
2: that is the that is the the graduating class of the 16th uh retreat we've run in bliss champions we are in hawaii
1: celebrating that these people have aligned with their bliss and know how to monetize it Wow. And for those of you who can't see this, this is a bunch of happy campers. And obviously monetizing bliss uh, is how we all should look every day with those faces. Okay, let's pop this one. This is a solo photo for those that can't see it of Patrick actually with a guitar strapped around his shoulder looking uh, a little bit uh, uh, either like uh, John Mellencamp or maybe across a a cougar there. So tell us about what's in this photo. Well, that's
2: really funny you say that. That is me with my private personal pleasure, which I don't take public. Um, I play and sing to myself or me, or, or maybe my girlfriend, a one-person <laughs> audience <laughs> by myself. But it's so wild because I will often do Camp songs, either Mellencamp wow. or or, Mellencamp or Tom Petty.
1: Uh, both great artists. Okay, what about this one? We have a full grown Mr. Patrick with his uh, little bit of a gray goatee and a Batman, a full-blown Batman outfit. Tell us about this. That is
2: my secret identity. Uh, at nighttime <laughs> I roam the streets and I am a superhero. That is a <laughs> that that's the, that's Halloween, and I had the single one of the single greatest Halloweens I've ever had with my girlfriend Polly, who oh, was awesome. an incredible, incredible batgirl. Oh, I bet excuse Very me, cool. catwoman, cool. catwoman.
1: Oh Gosh, okay we catwoman. Were. I had to see I know that time. that had costume crushed
2: home. it. Everybody everybody in our age in my age range ran up and said, "Yes, Batman, the real Batman."
1: Oh, that's so fun. I love that. Well, let's end on this one photo here. It is um uh looking like a little um potentially mi- uh, partial mini Patrick uh and then uh a, a even younger mini Patrick with a cat there, I think. So tell us what's happening in these photos.
2: Oh, I'm not seeing that photo. I'm not seeing the one you're describing. I'm seeing the one at me at the Edinburgh. Oh, could you
1: pop the other, the next one up uh, there, um, Aaron? The- oh! oh, all right.
2: Ahead. That's my that's my son Will. Uh, so at thirteen, him recently, and then him as a little kid, and that's a really great day in my life where uh, their mother was away, so I went to the postal center and I got bags and bags and bags of those little styrofoam peanuts, and I filled our front room to be about one foot. <laughs> One foot deep with those things so the kids can play in it.
1: Oh my gosh. For those that aren't seeing this, if you're on podcast, you see like literally all those little styrofoam little peanut things with a cat and a little boy looking like, wow, what is going like somebody did something really cool for him. Well, cool. Dads well, have a
2: responsibility it. to do the insane.
1: That's right. Well, and I know you have a daughter that you're very proud of. Let's uh let's talk about her at the beginning of the next segment. And then I want to come back and talk about your 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 definition of spirituality and Iggy and I know part of that flows through your kids and I know you're a happy proud papa. So uh everyone that please come back. We've got a one last segment we're going to go into and we will dig a little bit further into these monetizing your bliss and we're going to talk about how do you take your own definition of spirituality and incorporate that into your passion so that you're really resonating at a high level. So uh thank you come back and join us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Alchemy of Business, where we are helping people find uh, ways to make more money and find higher purpose in what they're doing, and also to make wiser decisions. And again, I'm doing that with Mr. Patrick Holmes today. We were talking about uh, many cool things before we signed off, but we were talking about how he had uh, helped his son uh, with these uh, cool little dreams that he always creates. him I know they backpack and they hike together, but he was talking about some of the fun things he did with his son. But Patrick, I wanted to mention when I um, I think met your daughter was one of the first time it was at a play that she was doing. I mean, how, and I think your example of being your own follow your bliss guy, didn't that lead on to your daughter following in some footsteps in that way? Can we talk briefly about that before we jump onto some other topics?
2: Yeah, you, you, you were, you were so kind and you came to see my daughter's one woman show. So, you know, it, so I succeeded with a one a, Global Smash hit one person show. And then my daughter, you know, wants to go into acting. She wants to go into film acting. But I, for her graduation, I constructed this gift. I said, um, hey, I rented a theater. And uh, I found a really great play script for you that was written by a 20-year-old about a young woman boxer. And um, as long as you're willing to get ready, we will work for the next three months, hours every day. And I'll teach you two things. One, how to crush it. In a one in a one-hour one-woman show, how to knock the audience out of their seat and get a standing ovation, and number two, how to make a thousand, two thousand dollars doing it. And so I mentored wow. her in those two spaces, and those two realities came true. Now I don't want it to sound like you know I'm the hero of the story because that 19-year-old went to work and she memorized a one-hour script and brought the characters to life and crushed it at her bliss. Yeah. And she pushed herself through all the limiting beliefs that say, "How am I going to make two thousand dollars? How am I going to sell tickets for actually twenty five dollars when I've never done this before?" And and she and you know when when it was, when she
1: when all the expenses were paid because she had to pay them all, she had two thousand dollars for doing what she loved. Well, I love that. when she killed it. I mean, you could tell every ins- ounce of her heart and soul was into that show. And uh, it, how, how different was that from you not being, you were behind the scenes as a proud papa, but you were also a producer and helped on music and helped that. So how was that a different experience, observing someone else's dream similar to what you had materialized because you're doing that in bliss. But how was that to do that with your daughter?
2: Well, I guess it was one of the the greatest experiences of my entire life. It was one of the unseen treasures that came from following my own bliss. And that's what your bliss does is it has these, it has so many treasures in store for you that you cannot imagine what treasures are coming your way when you commit to your bliss. So one thing I could never imagine is that someday I would be taking everything I learned the hard way over 15 years and easily transferring it to my daughter. So I was just on fire with gratitude and grace. And, and love that night.
1: Well, one of the things that we can do is to, is to pass that on to our children as our biggest legacy. So that's so awesome. I'm sure she has similar experiences of what a great thing that was for her. And, and so I wanna talk about that on how you're doing that for others in your own business model where you literally you know, are, are writing about heart, writing about passion, and you had um, numerous books that you've written. So um, let's see here. Yeah, Aaron, thank you for popping that back up. And for those that can't see it, uh, Patrick has various books that he's written here and it's probably, I was going to ask you, to, but you don't have really a time to go on how each of these kids, so to speak, but to your books are different than the next. Uh, and it's hard to say who's your favorite kid. I, I know how that goes, but in, in this, your most recent book is called purpose code. Uh, can you talk briefly about that? And I want to then talk, in, to, talk from that and how to have that Doug, uh, dovetail into an Iggy conversation about your own uh, spiritual beliefs and uh, practice in your own life. So let's talk about purpose code real quick.
2: Purpose Code is the book that we wrote after running Bliss Champions for four years and having a hundred graduates. So it is our instruction manual for how to figure out what your purpose is, how to figure out where your bliss is calling you, how to mo- how to figure out how to go about it, and and how to monetize it. It's I'm an awesome, awesome really book.
1: Really excited about that book. Yeah. Good, good. Well, I, I think if everyone should grab that, can they get that on Amazon and any of the major places, sure. I'm assuming? Sure, sure. Yeah, I want to hey, make you- a
2: comment about the about the other two books really quick. It's really easy. Yep, let's I
1: pop those there. back up, Aaron, for those that are visually number, seeing this. Yeah. Number
2: one, major in success up there in the top corner um, is uh, is if you have a college student or a high school student in your life, that book will guide them to figure out their passion and know how to maximize their college years to be able to live their dream that way. Cash Me If You Can is the book about my one-person show. It tells the story of my one-person comedic show, and it's being made into a Hollywood movie.
1: I, I knew that was on your project list. You and I I was I I want to I, we won't have to do. a come back and do a whole segment on that, Patrick. That's got so talk about manifesting uh, when people were saying you'll never ma- do anything with a one-man show, and now you're you're, you're uh, you've materialized it into a, a, a movie. It's unbelievable. So I want to come back and have a whole show on that when the time is right about that one. Uh, and then Bursting,
2: that was a dream come true for me. Uh, my earliest writing aspirations was to tell stories from my life, inspiring, heartwarming, or funny stories from my life. So that is 50 of the best stories from
1: my life. Well, you're a master storyteller. For so, so those of you that can't see this image here will have these in the show notes So if you're listening to this on uh, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcast you might be doing, if you don't get the benefit of visual, uh, but Patrick, uh, you can also just Google Patrick Combs on uh, and go to Amazon and check out these books. But he's a master writer. Uh, So, Patrick, you know, one of the things that when I saw you speak for the first time, it was actually with our. Oh, I want to come back before I forget to your your partner, Eric, uh, who you co-wrote that book with and you run. Uh, the bliss champion with. So Eric in his own right, I'm going to have on the show as well. And uh, hope to have really, um, uh, you know, conversations with him very soon. But you guys have formed a really great partnership. And um, you want to say uh, uh, something about Eric before we jump into some last segments here?
2: Yeah, Eric co-runs Bliss Champions with me. You know, he, uh, we, we co-founded it together. Eric's the single most successful entrepreneur uh, I've, ever, I've ever met and known. Uh, he is also my best friend. But Eric, you know, achieved great wealth and tremendous entrepreneurial success building very large organizations. And, um, and then uh, he, he reached the end of that model, the model that uh, there's something broken about the entrepreneurial model. And, and he reached the end of it where he was disconnected from people, feeling a little lonely at the top and a little misaligned with his purpose after a while. You know, uh, too much focus on just wealth. And um, and then uh, and he knew he wasn't giving his greatest gift. And then he almost died on the first week in his mansion with the, all the exotic cars in the front. And that woke him up to getting realigned with his purpose. And, he, and the first phone call he made was to me, and he said, "I want to start a company." And that company became Bliss Champions. And, right. and he is—you is
1: we- guys are doing some amazing work, and and his uh, his wife as well. I mean, you, they're between real estate and Bliss and smart entrepreneurial things you guys are investing in together. Uh, so we're going to come back and do a whole segment specifically with that with Eric, but he's definitely worth noting and. Uh, his last name is Lochtefeld, right? Is that how you is yeah. that I I, yeah. I always seem to mess up his last name, but Eric is amazing. Um well let's jump into what you and and, and you and Eric are doing, but specifically you. Um on, on the path of weaving all this together, you've talked about heart and you've talked about following your bliss and you've talked about passion and you've talked about overcoming Master. those negative voices. How do you define your own spiritual you know, practice or belief? In in the in the summary of Iggy, I, I determine that as for me inviting God in versus edging God out. And for everybody, they're G in the middle. Uh, You know, if you're seeing on a screen here, this is kind of the principles that I use with an Iggy principle, whether it's prayer and surrender and service and forgiveness, uh, and then also the four B's of body being bonds and business balance. But for you, Patrick, what's your G? Like in your definition of, you know, God, grace, good, whatever it might be, how do you define your own Iggy and how do you have that incorporated into, uh, it's very obvious to me how you're doing it with all you just talked about, but how do you consciously connect with your spiritual source or relationship that you have.
2: You know, this is why I love your book so much. This is why I love your book so much. So for me, it's not so much what Iggy means. It's, it's, it's the, it's the, for me, my spirituality, I found it. I found it uh, in 2013 when I was at rock bottom and had a total surrender. So to me, it's more about what happens when you remove the ego. When you distance yourself from the ego, what's left is my spirituality. And I mm-hmm. think this is why the Buddha didn't define what happens after the end of suffering. He just said, these principles are to end suffering. So I set out to end my suffering by distancing myself from my ego. And that should what that showed me is what I'm like, when the ego is gone and what I experience myself as when the ego is gone, is connected to God, continually peaceful, joyful for no reason and loving from the inside out. And shockingly easily access my highest, grandest, greatest faults. So I've, I've never had a more effortless connection to, uh, to my talents and gifts.
1: Wow. That's a drop the mic one right there. That is like, that's a drop the mic. What you just said there, that is so powerful. I'm glad that I am recording this call, uh, and this, this show, and we are going to, I'm going to highlight some of those right in the show notes, uh, Patrick with your, uh, blessing, because that, 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 summed it up so beautifully. And I hate that we're out of time, but we are out of time, but what a great way to end the show with Patrick, just, dropping that mic on what his his belief is of spirituality and shedding the ego and then what's left and and for him what's left and that is God Uh, and for some people that might be nature some people might that might be family whatever it is that that is being shed but each person can find that but I love that Patrick uh, just so eloquently described that which doesn't surprise me being a writer and a speaker and a musician and an artist so uh, and a spiritualist so you tied that beautifully together Uh, Patrick, you couldn't have been a more uh, joyful and wonderful guest. And I always love talking to you in person over coffee or at a Bliss Champion event or uh, specifically here on the show. You've been great. And for everybody that would like to meet uh, Patrick in person, virtually at an event or read one of his books, we're going to have Aaron pop up how to reach Patrick here. But Patrick, for those that can see here, they'll see your stuff. But what's the best way for people to reach you?
2: Well, I, I would say connect with me through Instagram or Facebook and DM me.
1: Okay, and his uh, and there for those that can see um, uh, the screen, it's the Blisspreneur uh, on Instagram. We'll put this in the show notes, and then his website is uh, PatrickCombs.com, and Combs has a B in it, so it's C O M B S. Uh, And then they also have uh, the Bliss Champions website. So you can Google Bliss Champions. Uh, And uh, you can also uh, reach out to him by DMing him, so to speak. Uh, But thank you again, Patrick. Uh, Really enjoyed the show. Anything else you want to say to the group before we sign off?
2: Yeah, I want to say if if someone's really gripped by this conversation, I would say make your first stop BlissChampions.com because this is a Bliss Champions conversation.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank Thank you. I want to say
2: that it was just extraordinary to be on with you. I just love you so much. And your new show is fantastic. And your book is incredible.
1: Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. And thank you everybody for listening in on the alchemy of business. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us and continue to follow your bliss and find your Iggy uh, and life will continue to be joyous for you at a very deep level. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.
0: And that concludes this episode of The Alchemy of Business with your host, Steve Rogers. If you found value in today's broadcast, please consider liking, subscribing, sharing with friends, and leaving a review. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next Thursday for another episode. Be blessed and see you soon.